if you're gonna give me burnt steak, not even well done burnt steak, it's a bad dish. It's bad. <laughs> Emotionally draining. <laughs> yep. Hi, you're listening to the Nerdy Fans Podcast, where we geek out about the shows that we love to watch, which you might love too. I'm Glee. And I'm Ray. And once again, welcome to the Nerdy Fans Podcast. Today's episode is a chit-chat about the Witcher blood origin. And I know some of our nerdy fans might have already watched everything or not, but we have been reviewing The Witcher ever since it came out on Netflix, oh, yeah. right, Ray? Definitely. And The Witcher, the first two seasons, for me was really great. But the funny thing about The Witcher Blood Origins is that fans seem to be bashing it. And, you know, reviews are either mixed or negative. Have you heard about that, Glee? Yes, of course. And I guess our fellow nerdy fans will learn about our thoughts later on. But before anything else, so... For those who might not know, the Witcher Blood Origin is set 1,200 years before the events of the Witcher, the original series, and depicts Mm -hmm. the creation of the first Witcher and the events leading to the conjunction of the spheres. And there's also an exploration about the elven civilization Zintreya before its demise. The first episode, Ray, is just so weird for me because of all the trailer and stuff that I know that this was set 1,200 years ago. But Yasker was there in the first episode. I was so confused. Yep, so... There might have been a bit of that confusion, but as our nerd fans know, Yaskir is a bard, the bard friend of our favorite witcher, Geralt of Rivia. And basically, just a bit of spoilers, the first episode was some otherworldly elf freezing time and trying to convey that 1,200-year story to Yaskir in the present day. So the entirety of that miniseries, The Witcher Blood Origin, is talking about those 1,200 years. So I understand the confusion, right? Yeah, I know that there was this mystical elf and all, but how they told the story just for the sake of telling the story to the maybe future civilizations with Yasker in it is just too far off. I don't know. Like, I know it's a fantasy series, but it's like, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I just can't. (laughs) Normally, I try to come up with some response to that. But just like your reaction right there, that's pretty much how a lot of people felt, including me, about the entire miniseries. Meh, bland, and pretty much why was it even there, right? So (laughs) I get where you're com I get where you're coming from, honestly. I mean, there was a part that was hopeful that I would enjoy it. Maybe a few action scenes here and there might have been a bit fun. But to be honest, for the life of me, I don't really understand why this this show happened in the first place. It's it's I sound mean, fellow nerdy fans, but to be honest, I felt that this was just a cash grab. That's it. Truth. Yes. yes. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And let's talk about the characters because yeah. the characters here are, you know, very different from the first Witcher series or the series itself. Yep. And there were some characters that were also on the book. And I think there's only one. I forgot the name now. It's not Mm. listed here because it was a minor character. But if you, I don't know if you remember the name, a girl who was able to predict the future events. 
she was on the. To be honest, I don't really recall that the name of that character. I do recall her predicting and whatnot, and she was treated as a minor character. The character, yes. you know, and again, nerdy fans, I'm being honest. I haven't finished the Witcher books, so it's really the game, the Witcher Three game that I've done, and the character that I know. Uh, who appeared in the game and in that miniseries was Avalak. And there is, I would say, a stark difference for the gamers of seeing Avalak in the game and in this miniseries, where Avalak in this series is definitely that young guy and whatnot and so unsure of himself. And then the game has him as this ominous, authoritative, ancient elf. What does surprise me, though, is that just a bit of spoilers again, Avalak does appear in the present, and he still looks like an unsure, nondescript <laughs> elf. So I was like, what's going on here? And well, uh, I'll just be honest. Again, this show for me was just so forgettable that I almost feel bad for people who've watched it. <laughs> At least only four hours of our lives were lost on, yes. <laughs> on this one. because Four hours that I could have been playing video games. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned about Avalok. So I haven't played the Witcher game. I haven't read the books, but my husband is a big Witcher yeah, fan. Yeah. Like Even up until this day, actually, he plays the Witcher over and over again. Oh my and God. I've seen Avalak on the game, and I think with Witcher 3 or something. And three. yes, I do agree about your interpretation of his character as well. In the game, he was even like, like broad shoulders and with like, you broad know, shoulder. having that authoritative demeanor. Yep. And he exactly. had also eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> he was an elf <laughs> you know so yeah yeah and so yeah other other characters not really i say notable but maybe like you know that were there the lark was the name i forgot her yep. how to pronounce her name actually that's so it's so unforgettable i could only remember the lark <laughs> yep and that is true i mean look the main characters over there like the lark sure there's there was music and that she tried to drum herself up. But then again, the whole series and the way the characters were presented, they were just so forgettable. And quite honestly, throughout that entire time, I just wish that there would be more cameo appearances from Yaskir because he was far more interesting <laughs> in his two scenes, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, goodness. And Again, fellow nerdy fans, I know that there are some out there who've heard some of the reviews saying that, oh, this might be because they're trying to be woke or whatnot. It's not about that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The miniseries for me was just bad. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, it's, I don't know which others. I'm trying to remember a fantasy series that I felt that was bad, but I, I couldn't remember anything now. But because this is just so bad. Yep. And yeah, there were other characters like Fial, which was, again, spoiler alert, he was yep. the first ever Witcher, which I mm -hmm. think we're going to tackle that later on. We'll um, tackle that later. And, yep. Yes, and then Merwin was a princess of Zentreya, which was so obsessed about making a name for herself. Yep. And there is Eredin. I think Eredin is also in the game, right? Eredin is in the game, and he is, if I'm not mistaken, the final boss. Mm. And the, th the thing is, what we know as Eredin now 
is that he was part of the Wild Hunt, really powerful enemy. Depending on how you play the game, he could be challenging, or if you're a player like me, you can just beat him up willy-nilly. But he had that power. He was this almost godlike figure. And Eridin here is a pretty boy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I wanted to comment on that as well, but more so like... Netflix is again pushing for this LGBTQ kind of thing. Yep. I'm not, I, I am an ally. Oh, yeah. I, I yep. support LGBTQ community. But for this time around, yeah. like Netflix is just pushing it, you know, like yeah. just for the sake of getting yeah. that attention from the community, which is not the right approach because you're, yeah. you're also too far off from the material itself just for the yep. sake, and- you know? And again, no disrespect to the LGBTQ community. And when I said pretty boy, it's not about that. He was just a bland, forced pretty boy who you don't know why he is the captain of the card, so, mm. so to speak. Let me compare this to Game of Thrones. Like Remly Baratheon's lover, I forgot his name, to be honest. I don't know if you mm. remember him, Glee. Yep, yep. Now that one was more of a warrior. And yeah, he was he was part of that gay community. Uh, I would rather have him as a character. Yeah. This character, this Eridan here... What's just, why are you there? You know? In fact, that's a whole series. Why are you there? You know? Why are you showing this? You know? Why are you showing this? It's like, it's like, no, it, it put it this way to the nerdy fans who are in the LGBTQ community. I think this show is an affront to you as much as it is to us. Yeah. And talking about strong characters. So Balor, I think he has that demeanor of all the authoritative characters there. Yep. So he's a bit okay in in a sense um, in as a, a character, sense, yes. yeah. Yep. And then there's Sindril, who is a mage who discovered how to open the gates. Mm. Dakare, who is another mage who yep. is the celestial twin of the celestial Sindril. Twin. Yep. And then there is Mel Dorf, the dwarf, who had a yep. quest for revenge. But again, like I, I don't know, was this dwarf in the game though? Nope, not that I can recall, to be yeah. honest. And then there's Cyan or Cian, the last member of the nomadic tribe, who is played by Melissa Yeo. So Michelle Yeo, yep. yeah. So, and there was this line on the show that they always say, "And the one became two, and then the uh-huh. two became three. You noticed that one, like what? I the, noticed that what? because they were trying to be poetic. All right, so yeah, <laughs> I get it. I if I was gonna write some sort of poem about something like that it might come out that way but again but the whole presentation there were seven the of whole, them yep. there were seven of them from one exactly. to seven like i mean <laughs> yep i know and i'm like it gets old really fast i mean yeah we enjoy a bit of and i'll just be honest i enjoyed probably a bit of maybe less than one fourth of the first episode and then everything else was like and i'm saying this nerdy fans I watched it for you guys so that we can have this episode. <laughs> so, you know, that's really how I feel about this. And again, they're just the characters, the story. It makes you question why all of this was there, right? Yeah, ex- so exactly. The, if you want action, watch the first and second Witcher season. You'll get more and better there. Talk about the Witcher, the origins of how a Witcher came to be. I think it could have been told in a better way. And I I honestly found it pretty weak, if not predictable. Too predictable. So Yes, and with the the storyline was meh and it just lacks depth and 
It's yeah. just, and I kind of understand why you enjoyed one fourth of first episode because you know it's the introduction, so you get it's you know pumped up. Yeah. But then yep. it's like dating someone, right? It's like you like the the person outside, but then once you get to know the person, and then like meh, not really, yep. not really for you. That yeah, would be a really bad date. Like you have a crush on someone for the looks, and then you start talking to her within the next three sentences. You're saying nope. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty yeah, much exactly. this, that's pretty much the, se- the mini series right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and like a person, the plot doesn't have depth, and it's too rushed for some reason. It's too and rushed. Again, yeah. What? Why? Why is again for the sake of everything about this, the plot and the story and the characters is just for the sake. So let I, I would say just that for the sake it, of it, it yeah. diverted from the lore, which we're gonna talk about later on. Diverted from mm. the lore just for the sake of being different and sharing the story differently. That's what I feel as a viewer. Yep. And True. for the sake of the characters, again, seven of them, just for the sake of having like a band of heroes, which again, nah, I don't no, know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. And and viewers, I really feel bad for that Michelle Yeoh had to be part of this because she's an amazing actor. And, you know, you've seen her in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You've seen her, you know, Crazy Rich Asians. You know she knows her stuff. And it's just a case of those where, you know, great actors are forced into probably a a situation where, like, I'll do my best to act, but (laughs) there's nothing saving this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and even the production itself, I don't know if it's low budget, but it's not the caliber of your no. usual Netflix fantasy series. Yeah, it's not at all. I mean, and here's the thing as well, fellow nerdy fans, and this is probably, I hope it's not something that's going to come true, but we spoke a few episodes back about, I think, Henry Cavill uh, leaving the show. I don't know if this series is any indication of what's going to happen after after Witcher Season 3 when it's the new guy. So, mm. oh my god, this is gonna... You, have, um, you do have a point. You do have a yeah, point. It is terrifying, but you know what? Sadly, it is... Sadly, it exists. I won't say that it is what it is. But this is definitely something that's, I would say, your four hours, nerdy fans could be spent somewhere else. <laughs> now, that being said, there are other subplot points, as with most fantasy series. One of them, of course, being everybody's favorite trope, romance. So, Glee, you seem to like the romance trope. What can you say about the romance in this series? Oh my god. I mean... The romance here is, if I again have to put it in um, metaphor with dating, it's yeah. again like you went to a blind date and then you, okay, this guy looks okay and I'm just going to date him anyway. You know, like, but I don't really like him, but I'll date him anyway. That that type of feeling. So <laughs> the Fjall and the Lark's romance, it's really, again, to... Like, what's the... I forgot now the terminology. Everything about this is forgettable. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) It's... it's, Like, it's just putting a puzzle that's not really fitting the puzzle. You know, that that type of thing. And then... And again, you know, the the, Fjall was in love with Merwin, the princess. You know, it was introduced in the first two episodes, let's say. And then just a few... 
like days with or i don't know weeks i don't know with this lady the lark then he fell in love with her i mean like i know i mean it's not right it's just for the sake of having again that love yep. trope and yep. it's just so weird the weirdest thing ever and i don't it think is. they have that chemistry as well as their actors to be honest, I felt zero chemistry, and on the romance side, also zero chemistry between the Lark and Fial. In fact, I found it quite weird because Fial, if you remember the first episode, was pretty much in love with the princess, and the princess herself was pretty much in love with Fial. And for Fial to just quickly agree that Merwin was the villain without yeah. giving it a second thought, like saying, hang on, this is not the girl that I fell in love with. Are you sure? Or I want to get to the bottom of this. Immediately, his mind was, oh, if you're saying she's guilty, I'll go kill her. It's like, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, if, put it this way, fellow nerdy fans, if I had a girlfriend and somebody said, dude, your girlfriend just did something stupid, I'd say like, okay, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I want to get to the bottom of this. I'm not going to go like, oh, she's an idiot. Now, that's how you yeah. lose relationships, you know? <laughs> so it was just awful. And I know on our last episode, when we talked about Wednesday, how I wasn't really a fan of of the romance between her and that guy. And I, I'm going to say it right now. Mia Culpa, they had a better love story than this one. So, <laughs> you know, that that made more sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people have been talking about the series as a whole, etc. But I feel like this subplot that we've talked about now about the romance isn't discussed enough in other people's opinions but which is good that we are talking about it right now yeah and also what do you think about merwin's ambition here's the thing i get the ambition of uniting centrea and the other kingdoms the thing is how they presented it through merwin just didn't feel organic because that original plan belonged to yeah belonged to balor right? And to Eredin. And then it was mostly them. And then suddenly, and Merwin in the beginning was like, you could tell she was slightly reluctant, right? Yes, she was part of the plot, but there was that sense of reluctance to it. And then almost suddenly a 360 degree in personality, no character development. To your point, it was rushed. And it was like, it was just there. It was like, I, I really don't get it. You know, I get her ambition, how she transitioned from that princess to that empress with empress with an attitude. It just didn't feel organic. It felt forced like this entire yes. miniseries. <laughs> Yes, yes. The the word I was looking for was actually forced. <laughs> yeah. Everything is forced in this one. Yep. It's like the director yeah. going up to Marin and say, you have to be the villain. And she's like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, do it now. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Normally, we usually have differing yep. opinions about things, but I think yep. we are united on this episode. Well, we're very much united. And again, ladies and gentlemen, nerdy fans, it's not us bashing for bashing's sake. You know, I watched it, Glee watched it, and millions around the world, I, I, I guess, has watched it. And we seem to be unanimous in our feeling for this series. It's not about us having differing political thoughts or or beliefs about, you know, social issues. No. The series is just bad. <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's really it. You know? 
again from the romance to the characters why were it's like why were you there and i stand by what i said earlier the most interesting character for me there was yaskir and he only appeared in like two scenes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally agree on that. I mean, it's everything is rushed, and again, four episodes yep. only. And I felt that we were, as viewers, we were tricked to watching yeah. it because I didn't know actually that it was only four episodes, and it was hyped up. And Michelle Yeoh was always the face. Michelle of- was there. Yep. Of the like the trailer, you know. So yep. you, yep. oh, this is so good, and nothing, nothing. <laughs> yep, nothing. It's like I get them trying to hype it through Michelle Yeoh because Michelle Yeoh is Michelle Yeoh and yeah, everybody yeah. knows that, you know. So I get it. And even if she wasn't the main character, that would have been fine, really. I mean, if you look at other series like in anime, oftentimes there's a character that you would prefer. Like a lot of guys prefer Sasuke over Naruto if you watch Naruto. A lot of guys prefer Shishio over Kenshin Himura in Aruruni uh, <laughs> Kenshin, right? And I get it that they were trying to use star power to get us to like them. But then from Michelle Seo's character to the other characters, none of them were interesting, really. Yeah. And that's, that's a big failure right there. It's like trying to have a star ensemble with a bad script. It's mm. always going to be bad. All right? Yes. Yes. really agree with you on that. And now we go to the, <laughs> the lore versus the yep. blood origin. So, okay, so I didn't read the book, right? But yep. I've always been asking my husband about his opinions and mm. what is on the book and what he thought in the in the series. Mm. And mind you, actually, even though he is a big fan of the book and the games, he's not as emotional as I am, <laughs> emotionally <laughs> invested as I am on the on how bad the show is. But but then I had some pointers from him. So. The difference is, and I think you know it already as well, that with the conjunction of the spheres, the timeline was different, Mm. especially when they created the witchers. Because here in Blood Origin, again, I'm going to comment on that later, but here in, in Blood Origin, they created the witchers to fight, which is an elf, to fight the beast, right? That, that beast. I know you're holding your 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 comments now. So what are your comments on that? Look, again, I'm not 100% certain of all the origins of it. But I know that witchers are supposed to be hunters of monsters, cell swords, and whatnot. I felt, though, that the way that they told this story, again, was like it was almost an afterthought. There was even no real reason why that guy was made. And again, I don't know the origin, but... For the ritual to end in 90% failure. It's like, okay, you failed in creating your pseudo-witcher, which you did not call witcher in the show anyway. And then somewhere in the future, you decided, hey, let's make another one. And, you know, let's just make sure we keep killing children. So I'm like, hmm, just bad storytelling. Sorry. Yes. Yes, and again, it's just for the sake of telling the story differently because from what I know from the books, they created the Witcher. The Witchers were human in order for a human race to be able to fight the beasts. But this one, they are saying that the first ever Witcher in the whole continent is an elf to fight the beast. And again, that is 
But okay, I, I would maybe accept it if how the story was told was, you know, unfolding beautifully or they have yep. like a, an explanation, as you mentioned, for yep. why they changed the storyline, right? Yep. But it's nothing. It's just for the sake. Again. Yep. Yep. It definitely. And also just just my thought is that, remember, the witchers are not idiots. They're not people with just pure muscle, no brain. These are guys who lived hundreds of years and have gathered the intellect. It's highly unlikely they wouldn't know their own history. Very unlikely. <laughs> and if the only reason that they're keeping it hidden is because your first Witcher was an elf and it ended in failure, they'd probably just look at you and then just shake their shoulders. Who cares? You know? Yeah. So it's there was nothing profound. Again, and I'll probably never get tired of saying this. <laughs> Why was this here? <laughs> With the creation process as well, Ray, you know how the creation process of a Witcher, especially even the Lone Wolf, what was that, the, the animated Oh, yeah, yeah, the anime, Witcher, yep, yep, yep. It was, you you felt that it was really hard to create a Witcher, yes, you know? Yes, it was but hard. Then, okay, okay, so it was like, uh, 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 and then, okay, there's a Witcher now. <laughs> yep. And look, I'll be honest here, creating a Witcher again, and I think I've spoken to it on our previous episodes, is a very dangerous task. Like, I think there's a 60% failure rate or something like that. So I get it that there might be some deaths or whatnot, and it is a painful process. But this just wasn't right in many ways. The way they portrayed it just wasn't right. Yeah. And I felt it was like I, kind of like a walk in the park kind of thing when I saw it, because yeah. I have like big expectation that how hard it is. But yep. it's it's like... Okay, maybe they said that, okay, it was an overnight process, but still, like, it didn't felt as, as viewers, yeah, you know, you always need to let your viewers feel the, the difference in timeline, <laughs> but nothing. Absolutely. And look, I've, again, I played The Witcher 3, and there is actually a section there, and I wouldn't call it a spoiler. The game's been out for, what, over a decade now? So, well, there's a point in the game where you, you actually save Avalok, using the Witcher concoction. And you can feel more pain there. You can actually... The other Witchers, when they heard of your plan, actually was very insulted and very angry and saying, like, we promise never to do this again. You can feel that tension. You can feel the strength of that story. In here, it was just shove random stuff there, scream on the ground, and, you know, pretend it's painful. It's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's just so weird. And again, yep. the way how they portray the process, how they told the story is a bit of an insult to the source material, I feel. Yep, it, it is. That I think is the right word. It's an insult to that source material. But then again, with Henry Cavill's departure of the Witcher series, I think insulting their fans is the order of the day. <laughs> so mm. maybe this wasn't so surprising now that I think about it yeah yeah this is a theoretical situation i just wonder if henry cavill would not have left the franchise do you think this is a theory between us do you mm. think that it will come out this way or do you think henry cavill just sit and watch that the blood origin will be portrayed that way i don't know well the way i see it of course henry cavill would not have the authority whatsoever to direct i'm I'm quite certain of that. You know, he is an actor, but he is passionate about the things that he geeks about. 
So if you don't get it right, he will let you know. And he can be very vocal about that. From my understanding, when they were doing Witcher Season 1, he really put his input like, no, this is what the book says. You're not supposed to let Geralt do that. you know. And I think he would have been very opinionated about this. And he would have been genuinely offended about how this was portrayed, if I'm just being honest with you. So... For me, kudos to Henry Cavill for being like that, you know. And I think that's very important for actors who get into into these kinds of businesses where there's a lore involved. Like, just to give a real-world example, you know, or a parallel, you and I, Glee, are, are part of the corporate world. And if we cannot be passionate about certain aspects of our job, then it becomes a soulless grind, right? And I feel like, this is probably it for someone as great as Michelle Yeoh having to do this. It was probably a soulless grind. And I <laughs> honestly feel that way for this. Yeah. Or, okay, I have a theory for like Michelle Yeoh. Maybe because she isn't really a big fan of The Witcher. Maybe she didn't really felt that yep. passion anyway. So I guess I could say a soulless grind still, but you know, like. Maybe, maybe. Just speculation, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's just speculation. And you're right, you know. But then, again, I suppose actors can see a bad script, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but again, I, I'm not in that industry. Never, never have been. Maybe there was a reason why she did this. And could it be the pay? Could it be just to do something? Sure. But it doesn't change the fact that this was terrible. And... Quite honestly, I think in all the episodes that we've ever done, this is the probably the nastiest I've been <laughs> towards a certain topic. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, even for me as well, because normally I try to balance it out, balance your opinion with mine. But yep. this one, we are really unanimous in this one, and I guess yep. millions of people who watched people it are. as well. And the thing is that I feel that those show creators who adapt a source material like what happened with game of thrones season eight you know like yep. it's either if they try to change or deviate from the source material or if there's no source material to yeah yeah refer from it's just gonna be so bad yep yep <laughs> I absolutely agree with you i mean if we're gonna talk a bit about game of thrones yeah right everybody wasn't happy with brand the broken becoming king it just didn't make any sense it's like it was just inserted because quite honestly forgive the language f all right and i felt this here it's like you know we just want to have this little mini series to you know get money off you guys so f all you know and this is how we want to say it i'm a very independent guy and i understand where this is how i want to say it comes from but if you're going to give me burnt steak, not even well done, burnt steak, it's a bad dish. And this is that burnt steak. It's not well done. There's no debate. It's bad. <laughs> That's yes. how I feel. And very few. No, actually, I don't know anyone who who believe that this is a good miniseries. Honestly. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I just wonder whether you know how bad now the critics for blood origin and maybe potentially the future seasons of witcher yep. i just wonder or maybe fingers crossed that netflix will just cut it like cut the seasons you know yeah it's reach a point the nerdy fans that that 
it that might happen that that could happen i mean this is a studio that has i would say has now lost lost its viewers trust as far as the series is concerned and very hard once trust like that is destroyed it's very hard to restore it you need something big and i'm not entirely sure if i've spoken about it in previous episodes i can't remember but the last time i saw something trust being restored was with cyberpunk when they came out with cyberpunk edge runners and people gave the game another chance because the anime was that good they need witcher i think after henry cavill would need a season to be as good as cyberpunk edge runners to restore the faith of its viewers that's what i feel is happening right now because after blood origin some people would probably not give the fourth witcher season a chance they probably just won't. And even for the showrunners itself, I guess, you know, maybe in the industry, within the industry, you know how bad the director of Game of Thrones reputation is right now <laughs> after season eight, the D&D. So it yep. could potentially yeah. have that type of effect for the Witcher Blood Origin showrunners as well. And, you know, there was this, I forgot her name, but she was the showrunner of the Witcher franchise so mm. which like i think it could be potentially the same pitfall that the dnd directors have gotten into yeah and it's sad when that happens you know did they have the source material yes they did yes they did so why this mm. you know it's like being given the answers to a test review a week before and still failing the test. Mm. This is how the series also felt like for me. And I'm I'm thoroughly disappointed, quite honestly. To the point that it's sad, really. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even like right now recalling the show is just No, so it's just bad. <laughs> emotionally draining. <laughs> yep. So nerdy fans, what I did after that show, it was that bad that I was just like, nah, I, I, I can't do that. I I gamed, I suppose, just to get that things off my mind i watch a different show that came out 2019 called high score girl rather it's an anime about a gaming girl and i had more fun with that to be honest <laughs> and it's romance by the way with gaming ah. so for me to have to watch that to cure myself of of blood origin that says a lot okay mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah personally if if you guys haven't watched the show i urge you spare yourself don't watch a show. And I'm normally the guy that says, judge for yourself. Right now, I'm saying, no, don't waste your time. <laughs> so what are you currently watching right now, Ray? Okay, so I actually just, like I said, I just finished, I think a few days ago, High Score Girl. It's an anime that I think ended right around 2019. It's about more or less kids during the early 90s who love video gaming. And the main character is like that, a guy who loves video gaming, arcades to be specific. And then here comes an uberly silent girl who beats him in the games that he play. And for those who are gamers, you'd see games like Donkey Kong, Street Fighter 2, and it's just a nostalgia trip. And the storytelling is significantly better. The romance is significantly better than Blood Origin, I would say. It's one of those times that made me say, why haven't I seen this before? And 
last year as well. I don't know if I mentioned this. I also, for the first time, watched Toradora, which has a much better love story than than Blood Origin. <laughs> yeah, that's how much I don't like Blood Origin. So that's yeah. yeah those are the things that I've I've watched recently. I just concluded the fifteenth episode of The Eminence in Shadow. It's another isekai anime about a guy being an overpowered sorcerer in the new world, basically. Mm. So I'm waiting for more on that one as well. What about you, Glee? What have you been up to? So I don't know if you've watched The Glass Onion. No, I haven't on done Netflix. that yet. So because uh, recently I've been binge watching a lot on murder mystery type of mm. shows so even documentaries like true crime documentaries so i completed the unsolved mysteries documentary there was a documentary about prank caller and yep. the prank caller was calling several fast food chains in america and just prank calling right i'm also watching the willow in oh. in prime are you familiar with this one i haven't seen the series but a long time ago, I did watch the movie. It was I fun have to for watch the movie worth. before. Yeah. No, I mean, it, you don't need to watch it, right? You the don't movie, need to. But I, you don't yeah, need to. but I got interested because of the mm. new series. So we watched the the very old movie, and actually, surprisingly, the show, the new show, was actually Faithful. way way better. Very good. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've watched it. So nerdy fans, if you'd like us to mm. review that one or talk about that one in the future, let us yep. know. It's still ongoing right now. I'll give that a watch yep. if and I think that would be significantly better topic than what we have today. <laughs> so I really wouldn't mind that at all. Anyway, thank you so much, nerdy fans, for your time listening to this episode. I know it has been quite depressing, but I hope you still enjoyed our thoughts on the Blood Origin show. And this is Glee. And this is Ray. Thank you so much for listening to us today. And I'm glad we were able to be your mouthpiece of disappointment for this miniseries. That being said, no changes. It's 2023. Happy New Year. Have a great and prosperous 2023. All right? Have a great day. Bye-bye. See ya.